Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Rowan. And my name is Emily, and in this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. Today we are starting a new series. Another new series on the podcast. <laughs> um, we are coming back to the other ones, we promise. Next week we are coming back to the one in our themes, but we were yes. very excited for today. We are, um, you know, more new series than Netflix, so... Oh. We were working out the other day that um, between season three and season four, we would have had three um, Stranger Things days, presuming um, that season four doesn't come out before the 6th of November, which it won't. We're, we're not getting season four before the 6th of November. 2022, we're, we're, I'm calling it. I mean, I, I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised but I, I won't be. No. 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 No, it'll be next year. It'll be early next year, I think. So this series, what is it all about? We're talking about the characters and doing character studies. And it's going to be really cool. And we're going to give screen time or audio time, I guess, to characters that are maybe not as appreciated. And then our fan yes. favourites. And it's just going to be a really fun time. Yeah, I'm very excited for the Joyce Byers episode. Naturally. Yeah, just, you know, I'm in my element when I can just sit and talk about Joyce Byers all day. So I'm very excited for that that episode. And I think it would be really cool as well to, to talk about characters that we don't normally talk a lot about. And not because we deliberately avoid them, but like characters, you know, even, even characters such as think Mr. Clark, for example. Maybe Mr. we Clark. should give Mr. Clark an ep- a whole episode, you know? Sam I feel Owens. Like... Where, where Sam is the Owens. Love? Sam Owens. Sam Owens, a fabulous character. And I feel like it would be really cool to kind of di- dive into them. And then also it would be kind of cool to dive into some of the like villain characters, like give Brenner a whole episode and do a character study on Brenner and, and what he's like as a person. So I think it would be really cool and we I love like the idea of delving into these characters because ultimately that will make the show who are we starting with emily i mean it's a very unappreciated character um not necessarily a fan favorite just you know he's been for a lot he's been through some struggles and you could say he was neglected in season three and was written out at episode three, but that's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about my boy, Will Byers. <laughs> I will say that we really did, like, we were planning, weren't we, to not start with a favourite. Like, that was the plan. We, look, we were looking either starting with Lucas or Dustin, one of the ones, because we talk about Mike a lot on here, for example. A lot. It's predictable. Um. But no one gives enough love to, say, Lucas or, you know. Love Lucas. Lucas is great. We will do one on him. However, today is not his day. Um, and it is Will Byers' day, as is every day and should be every day. Um, but that's just my opinion, too. Yeah. I mean, last week I had a really controversial opinion that uh, the main character of Stranger Things is not actually L, it's Will. And that's an opinion that I'm going to continue into this week um, and stand strong with my controversial opinion of, of that. Um, so let's, you know, let's get into this Will Byers character study and get a day full of Will. Oh, it's what he deserves. Anyway, before... Before we get into that, we missed something important. Where you can find us. <gasps> and there are many places you can find us. And those places are Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and did I say Google Podcast? You can't find us there. You can find us on Google Podcast and Stitcher at Hawkins Do You Copy. And then you can find us on our social medias at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast. And then Tumblr and YouTube at Hawkins Do You Copy. Find us, talk to us. Question of the week this week on Instagram. We were talking about what you want to see in season four. And because we've obviously done an episode on this before, we've done an episode on our wants and not wants, which you can find from a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now. Not sure. Somewhere yeah. somewhere in between. Um, so we had some of the usual things. So we had, everyone wants to see Joyce and Hopper 
reunited going on that date to Enzo's. Um, very fittingly, um, D&D, the boys play D&D. What Will deserves, it fits. Um, we had Everyone Wants to, Everybody Wants to Rule the World as a song that people want. Please. I Yeah, Please. we were saying this, that actually, you know what? It would fit so well, especially with some of the theories we've spoken of before mm-hmm. on here um, and how they could potentially fit certain characters if they are going down that particular route with certain characters. Um, and oh, what other things? I think just generally good arcs for Steve figuring figure out what's going on for Hopper and stuff like that so thank you everyone for messaging those and look out next week when we will we'll have a new question yeah and come and tell us on our social medias what you want to see from season 4 um, I want the buyers to be happy so do I I also want Mike to deal with things but it's not about Mike today it's about Will and let's talk about Will Byers. Let's go. So, who is Will Byers, we may ask? So, in the original sort of plot, not plot, but kind of like when, pitch back when it was Montauk. for the show. Yeah, back when it was like still Montauk, there was a show Bible. And you can find the show Bible on, online and it's like kind of like the characters and the kind of description and obviously there are some changes like Lucas has a different last name his parents are in the middle of the divorce and Dustin there's differences with Dustin's character and Mike's character as well so obviously these things are not completely set in stone like these things change so it's not to say that this is 100% accurate but in the very 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 original like pitch for will as a character it says that he is a sweet sensitive kid with sexual identity issues he has only recently come to the conclusion that he does not fit into the 1980s definition of normal his innocent choices such as his colorful clothes prove to be a constant source of bullying like mike will escapes through fantasy gaming where he can be himself uninhibited he has a close relationship with his mother joyce and his brother jonathan helps raise him in lieu of their father who abandoned them four years ago so that was the very original Will Byers character description. Yeah, and I think there's some things we can take from that that I think, on the whole, I think his seems to be the most... Actually, no, apart from Mike's. His and Mike's, I think, seem to be the most accurate to the characters still. Because mm-hmm. um, I said there were a few differences between Dustin and Lucas, and I think I think Lucas was maybe... Was he a bit more stubborn? Or something? I think he was, like... Cause- I, I was reading about it like just then to get the exact description of Will and it was saying that his parents are in the middle of the divorce so he kind of acts out a bit more and he's a bit more like angry. Yeah, okay. So almost about what Mike is in season two actually. So it's almost like they've kind of taken bits of kind of mixed things up everywhere. Um, but no, I think on the whole his seems to be pretty, you know, we know that obviously he is still not doing too well. That will probably continue in wherever the buyers have moved to because none of it is said officially yet um and you know we know he's got the close relationship with his mum the close relationship with his brother so yeah it's nice it's i always think it's interesting to look at the show bibles and stuff like that because you can really kind of see how the shows evolved and how those characters have changed with casting and things like that because i know that not to bring it on to mike but it says in the um well turned upside down book that they had to shape his character a bit more because Finn came on and was like, oh, actually, this isn't how we envisioned him at all, but that works. Yeah. So it is always good, I think, to look back on things like that. But yeah, yeah. A, a lot to unpack um, from the description of uh, Will in there, um, I think we can say. And often that description is used as quite a... Um, it is used a lot in possible theories of how Will can evolved within the show um Mm -hmm. to say the least and we will be addressing it maybe not right now we will be addressing it slightly (laughs) later um but obviously know that it is a show bible things can change and a lot of this is based on obviously some of the theories about this is said within the show and what maybe actors have alluded to outside of that but it is not technically the pitch for stranger things it is the pitch yeah, for, for Montauk. And I think, yeah, whatever your theories are on it, I think that's something to be considered 
throughout all of this? Um, I feel like to really jump in to Will Byers as a character and to go into this Will Byers character study, I have to hand over like an imaginary like gauntlet to you as the Will Byers Defense squad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and say that you absolutely can kick this one off. Thank you. So we'll start with season one. We'll go we'll go through the season. So season one will we we don't really know him, to say no. the least. So what we see of him we see kind of as we said, kind of fit with that character description that we see in the Montauk thing, but he's he's a little different. He's not overly shy, but you can kind of tell that as a group of them they're quite all reserved naturally they're yeah. I mean, they're in mike's basement for 10 hours playing D and it's you know Weird. what i mean nothing, nothing wrong with that but you can tell they're a close-knit group and they're kind of growing together maybe a bit geeky a bit nerdy but there's nothing wrong with that and we can see almost how i suppose you could argue that you can kind of see how his home life has shaped him even within that few moment things he's a little mm-hmm. unsure of which way to go and obviously the whole metaphor should i stay or should i go is a theme throughout his entire i'll call it an arc even though there isn't much of an arc for him um within season one actually that when he's in the upside down it's everything he sings and there's i don't think it's proven true but it's a popular theory that obviously when he's in castle buyers um in the upside down and he's singing that should i say or should i go to himself it's almost like that kind of that moment of giving up and it is a kind of case of no i should i should stay it is interesting actually because i think from that moment in i'm just going on a complete rant here now and i'm kind of summing up the whole of season one so feel free to interrupt at any point <laughs> i i mean i have i have some points i was going to say like i definitely think that the should i say or should i go moment is really reflective of him kind of like having that decision but I also think it says a lot that he takes a song that Jonathan played him as like a bonding thing and also to distract him from the fact that Joyce and Lonnie were arguing and he's singing that in the upside down like he's taking comfort from that I think that says a lot about his relationship with Jonathan that that's the thing that's kind of giving him that comfort in the upside down yeah exactly. um and i feel like people talk a lot about the song and a lot about the fact that he's using he's singing the song in the sim symbol of like should i stay or should i go but i don't think a lot of people talk about the fact that he obviously is trying to take comfort from his brother in this situation um in castle buyers as well which we know that jonathan and will built together yeah exactly um which i just think is really nice and i think that that's a really kind of like sweet moment um and obviously we also can dive kind of into the theory and idea of why was will taken and how did will survive in the upside down for a week Mm. we can go back to castle buyers for a second um i think castle buyers as a whole is quite an interesting thing to unpick as well obviously we know that castle buyers is quite it's quite a safe space for Will. Um, as you said, that he built it with Jonathan, and I know that the D&D comics contradict that slightly, but we are taking that as a happy mistake. Um, so he We don't claim it. the D&D comic. <laughs> so yeah, he built up with Jonathan, I believe it was it the night that his dad left, I think they say. Yeah, the night his dad left. Yeah. And so then it's filled with anything that keeps him happy. We see that in season three, actually, when we have that kind of shot as it goes around, all his drawings are on the wall. I think he's got a paint set in there and yeah. just the idea that he's kind of like going out there and that's kind of like his his little space radagast is the password or radagast um i should say not ghast so he in lord of the rings canon um, so to speak according to the very reliable lord of the wing lord of the wings uh lord of the rings um wiki um is concerning himself with like the safety of like plants and animals and it's very fitting that it's within the forest and it's his safe space within the upside down where we know that plant life and animal life just does not really thrive and exist and i think that's why it's such a shame when in season three you see it kind of destroyed and i know it's a metaphor for his childhood as well and it's kind of like okay this is the last bit that i can't just almost like be safe and just play safe in my little bubble anymore it's like it 
you know, I need to grow up, so to speak, even though I have some opinions on that matter, but we'll get to that later. Um, but you know what I mean? That it's, it's just such an important thing. I think we need to talk more about castle buyers, essentially. That is, that is my opinion on castle buyers as a whole. No, I agree. Like we have castle buyers and we talk about it and we know that it's there and stuff, but I feel like it's kind of something which is taken for granted in that sense of the fact that it's always there and we know that that's like where it'll stay space, but we don't talk about kind of the actual symbolism of that and what that means. Justice for castle buyers. That should be the new hashtag after season three. I think. absolutely. Um, but there we go. Back to more of Will in season one rather than um, his little den in the woods. Um, yeah, I think it's him and his character is interesting throughout the season because, as as we said earlier, and you see little parts of it, and then we kind of see still see little bits of his personality, and it's interesting contrasting that to say then season two because yeah. we see him that actually he's quite. I don't know how to describe it. He's not cheeky is the wrong word but do you know it's almost a bit cunning i guess yeah he's yeah. got a good sense of humor yeah quite you, dry yeah. yeah yeah and you see that in the um halloween comic which is like the only comic which i'm like this is 100 percent canon like this is like like complete that and i really like that you get to see his sense of humor in that and obviously you see that in some of the flashbacks and the flashbacks with joyce and the way that like and and i don't think people talk a lot about his sense of humor but it's actually a really good sense of humor even that scene when he's riding away um in that race with dustin and yeah. dustin's like oh i'll race you back and do that and immediately he just kind of sets off and yeah. it's like okay cool and then he's just gone then and, and I he's think like just, i'll take your x-men like yeah that kind of yeah because a lot of people obviously and quite rightfully so um talk about the it was a seven the demagogue when it got me because of that kind of is enthroned it's not a throwback you know what i mean it you see that later on um when he's in the hospital bed and he says it again i think that scene itself there's a lot to unpick why is why does the light flash above mike's house why is he having electrical issues Mm -hmm. within his house anyway that day um but yeah i just will byers has a personality and i feel like we need to talk a lot more about the fact that why you are pulling a face um, for those. I've that... just yeah. realised hmm. the telly doesn't work. No, it doesn't. No. Are you okay? Do you need a moment? They have. They're having electrical issues in the house that day. Yeah. Oh, Will has powers, man. I would like it. I'd like it to be a thing. But I don't know. I still stand by my. I don't. I don't think it'll be happy now. But I would be interested to know if that kind of idea that it is sort of like a loop that never ends and will yeah. be meant to be taken and thing. If that is kind of a reference to that. But that's just my theory that I would like to be true. Duffers, if you're listening, that's a point of the season five. Five. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they they do the, the entire day. There is electrical issues, and they. I think they say it's a. St- don't they say it's like a storm or something is coming? Yeah, because the grid, like, th- that night, there's, like, electrical issues in Hawkins, I think. Um, Hopper, when it goes over his telly, I'm sure the news is reporting on it. And obviously, I know that we can't take all of the books and the bonus content as complete canon, but uh, I've just finished the Rebel Robin book, and there will be a podcast episode on that. But um, she mentions about there being electrical issues in Hawkins that night as well. But I find it interesting that that's happening, because the light flickers right above Will. And the fact that the telly's not working as well and Will's been in that house all day. And then why Will? Why does that demagogue go for Will? Why does it know to do that? And why does, why, like, then no blood was spilt. It's not like the Barb situation or even later on with Jonathan and Nancy when they cut their palms intentionally and there's blood and it attracts it. It goes for Will completely out of nowhere. You, like, why will see a lot of people i've seen this said i think on tumblr a few times is that did it think he was l because obviously that could be an explanation for electrical stuff going on that we know yeah is it that night she opened the gates 
Yes. Yeah. So a lot of things yeah. have been happening around the same time anyway. Um, so it could be a case of, you know, maybe maybe the demogorgon did mistake L for Will, but to me it just seems a bit. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't quite line up in my head because not that they wouldn't look alike in the dark, but the demogorgon would have known. I mean, I don't know how sentient that you know completely it is, um, but. If, surely if you set your sights on L, you will know the difference. Yeah. Don't, I, I don't you know. You know what you're hunting. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what, yeah. Go, oh, okay. I mean, there's a theory in that in itself um, with L and Will, but there we go. Anyway. Yeah. But like Joyce has some kind of like intuition. Yeah. So like, what if they are, I don't want to be like, <laughs> to use like Star Wars terms what if they're like force sensitive <laughs> what if it's like that family uh, have more of a because yeah he could have the Demogorgon could have mistaken Will for L. you know the electrical problems could be because of because of L. fair enough but then what happens why is Will able to control the electrics from the upside down and why did Will survive for a whole week in the Upside Down? Barb dies immediately. Hopper, when he goes in the in there in season two, is like, what? He's in there for like a day, like and he's almost killed. Just overtaken him. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why is then a twelve-year-old kid able to survive in this world where everything is dead? and poisonous and why is he able to communicate with Joyce why does he know how to do that how how is he able to kind of evade the demogorgon in the upside down I just I don't know I find it I find especially when the mind flare uses him in season two and I just there there's something going on and I, I mean, we said before that I, I think there is more to the fact that he can still feel it he yes. there's no reason why he should still be able to feel it in season three and yeah. i'll presume that he still can in season four i think especially since uh, when we were living together i feel like there'll be stuff going on there um but... power siblings power siblings power siblings please um <laughs> so yeah i I'm I'm intrigued. I I need to know. But we are on season one, Will, right now. Yes, but no, I I really agree with you with the sense of humor and kind of his personality. And I think that the Duffers did a really good job. And I think that Noah Schnapp did a really good job in the sense that obviously Will is not in season one that much. But from what you see of him, you do get to see that personality kind of shine through. Yeah, you still root for him even though he's not. Yeah. In it, and I think that's a testament to both obviously Noah's acting but also the, how the Duffers have written the character that you that moment when you're actually genuinely not I mean there's two moments isn't there the one where you see his body I mean you presume it's not him because there are still like four or five episodes left but um you know you you kind of really feel for them in that moment especially seeing um especially Mike's reaction when he goes home and hugs his mum and then Joyce's reaction after and kind of just like Lucas and Dustin to be like, no, it's him. And just the way they're acting there. And then obviously later on when um, they actually find him and Hopper's trying to bring him back with the CPR and you don't quite know if it's going to work. And the moment he kind of like opens his eyes, he's like, oh, Will, he's, all, he's alive. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's just moments like that. It's just really nice that you're really, you do root for him as a character and I just think this is a testament both to the writing and to the acting and I, I do like that I think that kind of you do watch season one and think we need to try and find him um but actually you can get so much of his personality from season one which I don't think people talk a lot about um but I I really I really like I really like season one I really like the way that that his character is in season one and kind of how you get to know him and how he kind of tells us the story of who he is without even seeing much of him um 
I I feel like as well, obviously, we did say about some of the stuff that's in the show Bible, and there are some theories, and kind of, I think that's something in season one that people take from as well, is the way that Joyce describes him to Hopper when he goes missing. Um, with, and obviously she uses a not very nice word because she talks about the way that um, Lonnie talk, d- describes him, but then he's also at school bullied for the same thing. Mm. And it's interesting they kept that in, in season one. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, you know, kids at school, they're not, they're not great. And... They're mean yeah and i mean in in general you know i i mean i personally was never bullied and called that kind of thing i was yeah there you go and i think so obviously not that you can't take anything from what the bullies are saying but bullies are bullies like the same way they call a mike frog face you know that kind of kind of thing but i think the one that's more interesting if we are going to go with his character that is Joyce's reaction and that she kind of just dismisses it and like the, he's missing that's what he is mm-hmm. and I think that's really nice actually to see her like do that because obviously we'll talk about this in kind of like themes of the 80s and stuff that the 80s probably wasn't the best time mm-hmm. and we, we know you know there's so much history and everything going on and I think just for her to kind of just dismiss it as okay like, hey, no what matters that he's missing and he's my son and I think just seeing her reaction to that it's that's what's the more interesting i don't want to say proof of that because obviously we don't know anything but if you're going to take anything from that as evidence that's what i'm looking for then yeah i think that's the more interesting yeah no 100 percent. i just i just find it interesting that the that that was included like like you said the bully thing kind of that's just kids are mean and can be really mean but I think the way that Joyce sort of talks about it and the way that she handles it I feel like that the Duff is keeping that in Mm. from taking that from the show bible keeping that in and the way that that's said I feel like like you said that's really interesting when it comes to kind of that that kind of thing when it when it comes to Will really it is something that does kind of continue through in the seasons mm-hmm. which we will get to um when we talk about the other seasons um but but yeah we're we're going to keep things neutral and provide before and against let's let's say that yeah season two let's talk season two season two we, we did a whole thing on season two last week so you, you can you begin you can go this time no season two is just the best season um it's the best season and i think that will's character in season two is really good completely outside of he is possessed by the mind flayer um i think that you get to see a really interesting exploration of his personality and who he is in season two because you've got kind of you know this kid it's been a year he's still really dealing with everything you see bits of his personality kind of shine through in the sense of kind of who he was I want to say like before like when they're in the car at the start and Joyce is like you know if you need to come home do this and he's like don't walk back home I know I know like I need to go and the way that he is with Jonathan and saying about Jonathan and going trick-or-treating alone and the Bowie um, and Kenny Rogers moment as well the Bowie and Kenny Rogers moment I think like you get to see those and it's really nice and when he even when he's talking to Mike uh, after they've been trickle treating and and the way that he's describing what's happening, I just I feel like those are elements of his personality that really kind of shine through before obviously the possession. But um, I I really liked that. I really really liked that. Um, and I I do think season two is kind of you do really get to see who who he is, which is which is really nice. Um, that you we do get those moments before he's possessed by a entity from a parallel dimension yeah it's interesting because i think we said this last time as well that the buyers in general are kind of they're not necessarily trying to keep everything together um but there's kind of an air of everything's fine i think that kind of you see that a lot with will in season two especially in that beginning bit and arguably 
the beginning few little bits of season three um yeah. before the argument you kind of see so. him kind of just being like everything's fine everything's okay i'm completely normal and like you see the way he's in school as he picks up the zombie boy picture um well i see why well, it's a picture it's the um cut out of the newspaper with zombie boy written on it which is actually on my phone case uh, i was literally just about to say that's your phone case it is for those watching on youtube uh there is my phone case uh, <laughs> just about hiding it behind my microphone um so yeah you see that and just the way he's like keeping everything in especially and even with dart um before the possession on the field yeah. things that he kind of keeps that quiet and obviously he spoke to mike before and said like this is everything that's kind of going on that i'm between but he still says don't tell the others and that moment with dart when he's like hmm hmm and then tells mike that way no 100 we don't talk enough as in we as in a collective stranger things fandom um as it were talk enough about the way that he only discloses specific information at specific times yeah he's he's quite i don't want to say quite clever calculating with that but it does make you wonder if maybe that's something that goes back before and like if you think about his whole journey in the upside down and knowing okay i need to be here if i do this here i can be safe here and do that and do that he's quite he's quite logical with the way he talks and it's just very much this not this benefits me now or you know it's it's not it's not that wording that i quite mean but it's very much this isn't almost like a need to know thing and yeah this will benefit me to do this now and you can help me by doing this and i think yeah i agree i don't think that's something that's talked about a lot we're just i don't the way the we see sometimes will in the greater phantom things frustrates me slightly because i think often he's seen as oh it's poor will and oh will soft boy yeah yeah there we go That, that kind of mentality and i think actually he's he's kind of really not and that yeah he is he is more sensitive he's comfortable around his friends he's not really gonna put himself out there but when he's with them he's not that kind of person that i'm i myself am someone that if you know me i will open up a lot more and that's just how i work i don't do well with new people in general that i'm very closed off in that sense so but I would not describe myself as like soft. I, I wouldn't no. do that. Um, so I, I can, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've always said I quite relate to Will in that kind of sense anyway, like the mentality. I mean, that was the first I said to you, but I saw season three, I was like, I just recognize him. Um, and I don't know, it does it does frustrate me a little bit. Yeah. There we go. No, I, I, I completely agree. Like, I do feel like he is sort of taken as like, oh, this happened, poor Will, and we've got to look after Will. And I think, well, actually, Will does a really good job at looking out for himself too. You know, he's he's okay. Like, he's he's good at knowing those things. And I think, like, I mean, he's not okay. Yes, he's but... not okay, but he's okay in the sense of he knows what is best at specific times yeah exactly and like he won't stay closed off if that makes sense as well like if something's happening he's not going to be like well i just won't talk about it at all and i'll just let this happen like the minute he thinks okay this needs to be something which is sorted he'll be like no we no, like we need to sort this out kind of thing and i just feel like the kind of nuances of his personality and the, the way that he is with certain things is just really just overlooked i think like you said he's just kind of soft boy will buy us and we're not we don't we don't talk about like the other aspects of his personality which are absolutely not those things like you can be sensitive and closed off and shy around specific people but that doesn't put you in a like you don't need to have like blankets thrown on you so that you're protected from the world every so often you you just sort of need yeah i mean and admittedly he he does <laughs> probably tell people maybe five steps too late um so like for example um the moment with okay right the moment when um he runs away and 
Mike takes him back to his house and he tells him everything. Um, he wouldn't have done that if Mike hadn't been like, I'm literally going to take you home. And so it would be a case of, if this had been solved earlier, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have had a season, but you know what I mean? That it, wouldn't, <laughs> it could have been addressed yeah. before. And then when he's drawn the picture and Joyce is like, is this the thing you saw? And then he finally says, actually, yeah, it was. If he'd have done that earlier as well. Because well, I think, doesn't he say it's it's nothing? Because she sees it earlier, doesn't she? Or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she sees it. He's like, just a something I'm drawing when she's when he's wearing the Ghostbusters costume and she goes to sew something back onto it. Get some tape or something for his, like, proton blaster thing. Yeah. So as you knew that he, he could have said that earlier too, but he didn't. Um, and in season three, when they are in the cinema and Mike asks him, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Once again, we literally wouldn't have had a season because that was episode one. But um, no, no, he's not. <laughs> no, but like, it makes me wonder how much of that is him pretending everything's okay, which I think would also say a lot about him as a character. And But then also the other half, protecting other people, which again, says a lot about him as a character. And I think it's a mixture of both of those things which determines why he doesn't always disclose information. I think particularly with Joyce, because he knows that she's been through so much. And I think we talk a lot about Jonathan and the way Jonathan kind of had to step up and be like a pseudo father for Will because Lonnie left and kind of Jonathan has to work as well and to help with the bills and everything. Um, But I also think we don't talk a lot about how Will definitely is aware of those things and I think he is very careful in what he says to Joyce in some situations and how he worries about her like in season three he says like I'm not worried about me I'm worried about you I think we don't acknowledge that he's very 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 aware of the struggles that she also has you know, kids are, you know, he's younger than Jonathan, but that doesn't mean he's stupid. Like, he's aware of what's going on. He's in a house where there was arguments and arguments and arguments. He knows his dad has left. He knows what's happened. And I think that he is aware of of what Joyce is going through. And I think that's probably why he doesn't want, you know, because it's America as well. So, like, the medical bills. He would have had loads of medical bills for him being in hospital. And she takes him to places for other tests to see why he's having episodes and stuff and I'm sure that he's probably aware of of the medical bills and the fact that you know they don't have lots and lots and lots of money in the first place and he probably doesn't want to say to her yeah I'm seeing this big weird entity thing because it's just gonna freak her out and it's just gonna stress her out more than she already is and I think that I think that says a lot about him as a as a character that that he's sort of willing to kind of take it on his own shoulders and ignore it rather than tell her about it no i agree i think yeah and it's one thing as well as as you said that he's kind of grown up seeing all of that's going on and arguably has he and i know that kind of season three he doesn't want to grow up and wants to kind of just be kids because that's let's be honest that's what they are um and literally 14 yeah uh, but then i do wonder if it's kind of a case of has he grown up too quickly i mean we see in season going back to season one but he completely knows how to load that gun like it's no issue whatsoever yeah. he knows exactly how this works how that works arguably the way he actually runs away from that it's it's very calculated mm-hmm. and it's very it's not just like a simple game of hide and seek, so to speak. No. It's, you know no. what I mean? It's Maybe he's had practice. We know that Lonnie used to take Jonathan and Will out to, I mean, we have the shoot a rabbit thing, didn't we? Um, with Jonathan, he didn't want to do it. I'd be interested to know, I mean, it's definitely not going to come up in season four, but I would be interested to know a bit more of the, how Lonnie was with them. I think it would just, yeah, it'd be interesting to get yeah. into. But, no, it would, and I think, obviously, yeah, like, he's had practice with that, but also could he have had practice with hiding, which is really sad to kind of think about. See, 
I'm always mixed because yes, I think Lonnie probably definitely wasn't great to him by the sound of things. But I do wonder if with him as well, there was kind of a sense of I need to impress. Because mm. I just think like the way, as I said, like he loads that gun, for example, I wonder if there was almost a thing of I need to be good for you. And he go, wants to go to that baseball game with him. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you even like baseball? And he's like, I could have. Yeah, and like that kind of thing as well. It's almost a thing of just wanting to match his dad's standards for him, which Jonathan probably didn't quite do because he couldn't do this and couldn't do that. I think that's something that isn't spoken about enough either, actually, how Lonnie and Jonathan would have been a thing. Maybe in Jonathan's character study yeah we'll go into that yeah i would like to go into that i think that's important to talk about yeah so i i do yeah i do wonder almost if it would be the opposite where he would just be kind of like really apart from when they're arguing like i want to know you because you're that and you know what i mean he never talks about him i find that interesting he never talks about him lon uh jonathan does yeah Jonathan does it in in every season, I think. At least, at least once. Will never talks about him. He never he never brings no, he him doesn't. up, does he? No, I don't think he actually ever does. Like Jonathan brings him up too, Will. Yeah. And Jonathan, but then also Jonathan talks about his dad outside of that. He'll talk about his dad to Nancy. But Will. Never yeah, brings him up. Never brings him up. Season four. Who knows? Perhaps. But no, I think it, he's season two. Obviously, the obvious thing is the possession. But I think looking at his character before that, you get to see a really interesting insight into who Will is, and and I really appreciate. We yeah, we've spoken a lot about the possession storyline i think literally last week we spoke a lot about the possession storyline because you can't really talk about season two without talking about it it's interesting to kind of see when it's will when it's mind flayer who's coming through at what time because then that's you know that's really calculating in itself naturally because that's what the mind flayer does interesting as well interesting parallel mind flayer likes to hide will knows how to hide hmm. is will the mind flayer Oh, oh, I hate that. I, I want it so badly. They're not going to give it, but I want it so badly. I think literally it was in episode one or two of this. Yeah, we, like, we, we spoke about that. Will my player, please. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what what an introduction. Um, But no, I think, I, I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot of things that I do find interesting about that whole arc. But yeah, I think one important moment during the possession actually take note of that which really does show you was character as well is that ending part when they're all talking to him in the shed and he's doing the morse code and he tells them to close the gate and one first of all how does he know what the gate is um i mean yeah i mean presumably he's been filled in by everyone or l has spoken to him in some way because i mean from what we see in the visions or visions you know what i mean the, the um oh my god what's the word called what is the word called the place where l goes in her mind the void the void that's the word um in the void we only see her checking in on mike and things like that we never see her checking in on will so i would presume that maybe she's done that at some point so it could be that that she's kind of seen him there and been like okay i need to see what's going on because as she turns up in season two obviously towards the end is like can i see him and there's arguably no reason why she should know something's gone on with Will. No, there's absolutely no reason she shouldn't know that at all. So no. the fact that she immediately is like, can I see him? Yeah. Says, we don't talk about that. We do not talk about the fact that she should not know. She that shouldn't, is weird. Yeah. She shouldn't know who he is in season one either. No. Um, but no, the moment when um, he says close the gate and he knows he's going to die if that happens he does he knows he will die if they close the gate because the mind flayer is in him he's not going to come out of that alive and at that point he's probably so far gone that he he's not coming out of that um and we see that obviously with billy in season three um and i just think 
What a character. What a character to actually be, what, 13 in season two? And yeah. kind of to be like, you know what? This is the only way to stop it. So stop it. And also, I, I obviously yeah. know that ultimately they don't do that. But no 13-year-old should be making that choice. No. No. And and he makes it all on his own. Yeah. Which is also a, kind of a parallel to L in season one. So many Will and L parallels. Power siblings, power siblings, power siblings. But no, I just... I love Will Byers. I love Will Byers. <laughs> we didn't talk enough about the fact that he was so willing to sacrifice himself. Yeah. Like, Will. Will. Um, season three, however, mm. the Duffer said, enough of that. No Will Byers. And um, might as well have not even been in it after episode three. <laughs> Honestly, like, I know we've spoken about this on here before, but me just sitting there, episode three, after that had all gone down, and be like, okay, so we're going to resolve this soon. Or, okay, so he's going to do this soon. Just didn't happen. Anyway, but there are there is stuff we can talk about. I also think, going back to season two quickly, if we're going with our um, evidence for certain things, things, I'm going to avoid the big one, which is a popular theory online for people as providing evidence as to why the show Bible is correct. Um, but there was a removed scene in season two um, at the snowball. Yeah. Um, that looking at season three could also be a thing of this is setting up what his arc is going to be in this season when he's going to not necessarily be as included in much. It could also provide evidence to that, but there is a moment in season two um, when they're all dancing and it does say Will's dancing with the cute girl, it's awkward but his eyes aren't on her, they are on blah 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 um, and which obviously is a big thing online yeah, a big thing I think, yeah I feel like I feel like if it is the case mm. and I do feel like it's something that really could be explored. Yeah. Um, I, I also, okay, right. I also think that it could genuinely be that he just has had so much, like, like so much happen to him that Mm -hmm. he's not had that time to kind of, you know, his friends have gotten girlfriends, but he was, he's been dealing with literally being possessed. So, it's, you know, it, he's had a bit of a different experience to everyone else. Mm. However, I do think that there could be a really, really strong possibility that that is something that they go down. Just because there has been hints and things dropped in all the seasons beforehand yeah. that I feel like if they then turned around and didn't do it, it would feel a bit like what was, why did you then drop all of these hints to then not kind of follow mm. through with yeah. something? Um, But I definitely do feel like that um that scene and I obviously it was cut out but that being something which was in the script originally is quite interesting and obviously does link into then who says what in season three you know that could have been any member of the party yeah see it's it is an interesting scene for me because obviously as we said it was something that was it was ultimately cut out of season two and maybe it was something they thought we can use later on and arguably Mm -hmm. it kind of is in season three um but obviously there are different contexts for it it doesn't necessarily have to be the big obvious one it could have literally been like it is a sense of i don't like that your attention is now only there at which we do see in season three when he's a lot more you guys are literally just always hanging out with your girlfriend you're always doing this you're always doing that and we don't have time to play D and we're not having time to do this anymore and so it could be a tie-in to that but you know it's it's an argument for it either way um i would like it if they went down that route just because obviously there has been lots of things that have been dropped and i feel like it would kind of be like 
oh, okay, we'll kind of hint at things, but not actually explore it. Mm. Um, but I really liked the way that they did Robins coming out. So I feel like it is something that they can do well, which would be good. Yeah. It doesn't also necessarily mean that like that's the route they're going to go down. You know, there is theory as well that Will is asexual. But I, I feel like that is something which, you know, could be explored and and there's lots of different feelings there and obviously like I said the show bible isn't what necessarily is the case but the idea that he's realized that he doesn't fit into the 1980s kind of standard and obviously the obvious one in season three is the argument and the it's not my fault you don't like girls scene which everyone kind of picks up on but for me and I've said this to you a lot one of the scenes in season three, which actually, in my opinion, says a lot more, is when in the morning in episode one, where uh, Joyce rubs lipstick off of Jonathan's cheek and he's like, gross. And she's like, mm, you're not going to think it's gross when you fall in love. And he's like, I'm not going to fall in love. And like, he mutters it. And you can look at that in the sense of that's just a, a teenager being like, "Ugh, no, don't like, I'm not interested. But also the way that he says it kind of suggests to me possibly like I'm not going to fall in love because the way that I would is something which is frowned upon. So I'm just not going to go near it because I can't be open about it the way that other people can. Um, And I also find the way that Joyce says okay quite interesting. Almost like she she kind of knows or she she kind of suspects or something. and it's not as well like in the argument scene it's not even the words it's not my fault you don't like girls it's his face after it's his face afterwards it's will's face afterwards but it's also mike's face afterwards it's almost like mike's thought i of all the things like that was sort of like salt in the wounds really rather than just being an, an offhand comment you know I don't know uh, one person uh, didn't uh, watch that scene and see his face and didn't think, Ugh. I think yeah. everyone was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like of all the things, Mike, don't yeah. say that. And I think wasn't the line changed in the line originally? Wasn't like, it's not my fault you don't like girls yet. Yeah, there were many like, different versions of that but line. They went with, but they went with that one. Yeah. They went with that one. They went with, it's not my fault you don't like girls. And and I think though all of that says more to me than just the line itself, it it's more kind of the actions and decisions that went into that line that says that says more to me. But I feel like that would be something you know if that is something that's obviously going to be explored in later later seasons. Probably a lot of season four, to be honest. If if there is any, he's got two time. It's just where... Will and Elle alone. It's just um... Will and Elle that we're just kind of assuming that you know there'll be two more seasons. So. I don't know, I would kind of like that because I feel like it is something which has been dropped with his personality, like with who he is since season one. And, yeah. And it would kind of feel like a bit of a cop out to then just, hmm. you know, watch season four start and they're like, Will's like, hi, this is my girlfriend. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't like, regardless, I just can't, I can't see that. And I think one thing, if we are going to take the show Bible, let's take the show Bible as canon just for this example it doesn't it says sexual identity like issues right issues yeah Yeah. sexual identity it doesn't specify one what the issue is no it doesn't say he's it doesn't say will is gay no it doesn't like i said it could be anything like he just couldn't he just might not be interested in anything like the asexuality thing is like a huge uh like you know that's like a huge possibility and also like people don't acknowledge the kind of the nuances in sexual identity issues you know like mm. it, it's a lot and when you're trying to figure that out especially you know trying to figure that out now when things are more accepting is really hard so to go back to the the 80s where there was so much and you know in like a lot of states it was still illegal and like you know there's so many different things that he's kind of dealing with on top of then also having been possessed to buy someone from a from a thing from an alternate dimension and having been to said ultimate dimension you know like um ultimate alternate there you go that's the word alternate dimension um but yeah i feel like that's yeah something that's that's sort of not explored about but obviously big theory hinted at throughout the seasons um and sort of 
yeah, that's sort of where his arc died in season three, really, wasn't it? Because, you know, after that, he just sort of touches his neck a lot. Yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that topic now. That's our opinions on that part of the show Bible. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know what else more we can say about it, to be honest, until later seasons come out. I think you can dig and you can pick at things. Um, it might be It might be canon. It might not be canon. It doesn't really change anything. Whatever makes you feel... If you relate to that part of his character... Exactly. With that. If it, if it doesn't turn out to be true, but you think, actually, you know what? This fits better in my head and I relate to that because I see, I see Will was this or I don't see Will was that, but I can see why people would. Then that's ultimately what matters, I think. And Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's just... Let's all just be peaceful about it and keep calm. Exactly. And that's why we do not sh- talk about shipping on on here because you know just let people think and do what they want as long as they are not hurting anyone exactly but season three of people being hurt mike uh hurt will um well no in fairness they, they all did i think season three is an interesting one for will in general because he he doesn't necessarily go back to how he was at the start of season two but you can tell from the start that something isn't quite right he's not as overly open about things he's trying to like bring people back and cling people back to what you know they they used to do and i I don't think he's necessarily in the wrong for doing that no no i would be so annoyed at that whole situation i've been in that situation where you're trying to do something and people laugh at you yeah like that scene where they laugh they're laughing at him when he's trying to play D, like really hurt because that exact thing has happened to me like i felt his emotions in that scene yeah and just that was awful. I, yeah, that was that was horrible. Just that entire thing, and it's just because it was one of those things that we'd seen the pictures of before. Obviously, because they released a few promo ones, it was like, oh my gosh, why is he sitting there wearing a wizard hat? This is going to be really embarrassing. But then actually, when it got into the thing, you watched it, you were like, I absolutely hate what Mike and Lucas are doing right now. It's just it's horrible. Yeah, it's just anyway. Um, but yeah, he's kind of holding back a little bit and just. He, he wants things to be back to the way they were and we kind of, I don't know, I guess there's kind of an overarching thing with all of them really in season three. They kind of, they don't necessarily all follow the same progression character wise, but like Hopper's letter yeah. kind of sums that up at the end. So I know the Hopper's letter is obviously written for Mike and Elle, but there's things like, I wish we could just go back to the way things were. I don't want things to change. And it's focusing on the different characters, the different points. And I think that is kind of the, as I just said, literally just the overarching message of season four that season three sorry um that things are changing and that things have to change and even though people don't want them to and i think you know that's that's what growing up is and coming out of coming out of the cave that's what he says isn't it you're out of the you're out of the cave and just okay the hurt is good because yeah. you're out of the cave yeah and just I, I, I really think that was season three. Like, I think that obviously this, like, summer of love and romance and this, like, massive fireworks and this celebration is just a massive cover for the fact that no one's okay. No one's okay. And I think everyone's a bit more subdued, Will being one of them. Like, his character in season three, he is a lot more kind of reserved. And I I, I wonder, I'd like to think that he hasn't just been written out. Like, he, they were just like, we'll just forget about Will. But maybe it's, like, a symbol of, like how he's feeling and kind of he feels like that he feels like he's kind of pushed back and and you're not seeing more of him because he's actively kind of keeping himself from that if you know what I mean because he's trying to figure stuff out and he doesn't want to you know it could genuinely be just like a really interesting exploration on the Duffers part where they were like we're gonna not have him be in it as much because it's going to show him as a person that we are learning less about him because of how he's feeling right now yeah i've always wondered that i think we said i think i said it before like right towards the beginning it's almost like is it almost maybe like a metaphor for are we the audience like will in that scenario that are we kind of not really we're kind of watching from the outside are we watching through his eyes almost that as he's kind of seeing everything go on around him and just you mean all that kind of thing and i don't know it's 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 odd because I think Will coming out of season two, if you think of it as well, has literally just got out of the mind flare being out of him. And it's almost a thing of like, OK, well, now I need to do everything that everyone else got to do the last couple of years. Well, in his mind anyway, because obviously things have not quite 
you know things have not been okay for mike lucas dustin um and i mean elle's been in a special scenario where she was kept inside for <laughs> years so i'm not going to include her in that but you know what i mean that things have not been okay for them yeah. either but he in no, no. his mind's kind of like yeah but you didn't go through what i did when i literally had this taken from me um so just let me have this one thing and we can carry on as normal and we can play D and we can do this and we can do yeah. that and yeah and i think that's why the castle buyers scene is it hurts a lot for a lot of people yeah because it's kind of like him i don't want to say it's him giving up but it also kind of is yeah it's, it's like i'm done yeah and i think we can all relate to that at some point of that feeling of like you've just reached that moment of like mm. nah. yeah and he knocks it down with a baseball bat which is a callback to season one when it's like do you even like baseball and he yeah. knocks it down with the thing destroyed his father exactly and he destroyed it he destroyed the thing that he made when his dad left yeah with something his dad tried to get him to love yeah poor will <laughs> essentially poor will we love will we do love um, will he deserves a break he does, but not in the way that season three gave the break. <laughs> no, he deserves all the screen time, yeah. but a good time and a break. See, this is the thing. I don't I don't think he's going to get that in season four. Like, he's definitely not going to get that. Oh, no, that. absolutely not. No, no, he's having an awful time. Yeah, and then probably will have an awful time, equally awful time in season five um, as well. But Yeah, Emily's mm-hmm. biggest fear is that they're going to kill him off. Absolutely. I d- I've just got it in my head that he is going to die we we had a facetime um the other day i say the other day like we don't facetime every day but one of our facetimes the other day um was the the first time that i really realized like if they kill him like you will not be okay like that was like the first time where it really kind of hit me that i was like I really hope they don't kill him off. One, because I also do not want him to die. But also, like, as someone that had to sit through and watch my comfort character since I was 13, Tony Stark, um, get killed. And I've still not recovered. For your sake. I just... I just... Matt and Ross Duffer, if you listen to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast, can you keep Will Byers and Joyce Byers alive, please? Thank you. Thank you. That's our open letter to Matt and Ross Duffer and and or Sean Levy. Yeah. 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 I thought that that was a, that was an expose, so I'd like to clear up uh, that it was <laughs> it was just a lot of he is going to die, isn't he? A lot of that. It was a lot of that. It wasn't. I wasn't weeping or anything. It no, was just, there was no. There was no. There was no, no tears from me. I have a question for you before we wrap up. Okay. Which season is your favourite Will Byers? Two. I I was already going to answer that before you even finished the question. I was just ready to go <laughs> two, 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 two. Um, season no, two. I think it's annoying. So I think season three could have been good for Will. And in some ways it was. I think the scenes we got from yeah, season three talk about the castle bias scene a lot and it's like oh, how dare that happen but actually like that scene itself is just so good and we're like the lightning going done so well and even like the moment when they're saying everyone's saying goodbye at the end and like the hugs i think also something that people don't talk about is his friendship with lucas enough because no will and lucas's friendship is so nice and like just like the little moments and, like that hug at the end we're just weeping and you know what i mean i think yeah so season two, season two wins, but I will give a small credit to season three for episode three. I love that as well. Like he destroys it in a storm and it was built in a storm. Yeah. Parallels. Yeah. Yeah. I also agree season two, but I will give a shout out to season one because I really love his humour. That is your will Byers character study i hope that everyone enjoyed the first of these character studies i had a great time i had a great time i would love to know like on our social medias and stuff who you would like us to character 
character study next that would be great yeah and obviously on instagram keep an eye out for our questions of the weeks and things like that that they're also all previous ones are being saved as a story highlight as well so you can check in with previous answers come and come and talk to us on the social medias yeah. we are we have a great time exactly where are those social medias well first of all i'm gonna tell you where the podcasts are and those places are spotify apple podcast google podcast and stitcher you can find that at hawkins do you copy and then the social medias are instagram facebook and twitter at hawkins podcast and then tumblr and youtube at hawkins do you copy thank you for listening to episode 37 of the hawkins do you copy podcast and we will see you next week over and out hawkins